Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? Folks, happy overreaction Monday. It is time for Trainwreck tonight, episode 215. Happy birthday, Craig Revey. We're going to be talking Buffalo Bills fallout, everything and anything that happened in yesterday's game. We got Maniac joining the show today. We got Slick Al. We got Dwayne. We're going to be talking a little bit of Sabres as well. And a huge game Saturday, UB, Coastal Carolina, Saturday, ESPN2. They're also ranked 16th in the country. So massive game there. Show sponsor, Outlet Liquor, and Picasso's Pizza. Let's Follow me into the great unknown Where pink flamingos grow Diet soda falls and what you take Magically regenerates On supermarket shelves The ovens clean themselves You don't Happy Monday, folks. Boy, was it tough waking up this morning, Maniac, with a Buffalo Bills loss for the home opener, 23-16. to Maniac, as Bills fans, did we get a little too cocky going into that home opener? I don't know if we got a little too cocky, but I would say maybe we got a little swept up in the moment. You know, obviously anyone who was in that stadium at kickoff can tell you it was probably the loudest they've ever seen it. Definitely loudest I've seen it. I don't know, again, going back to the early 90s, what was going on then, but I've never heard that stadium louder. And, yeah, the start was kind of reminiscent of that support. 10 nothing. seemed like the Steelers couldn't do anything. It almost seemed like the, the Bills kind of lured themselves into a little too much of a comfort instead of being too cocky. I mean, in momentary comfort, cockiness, whatever you want to call it, they'll make you pay in the NFL. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just, it's just weird. Like, all the predictions, even my prediction – I thought, how, how the heck can the Bills, you know, not cover the, cover the six and a half after what we saw to end that season last year in November and December? But boy, I mean, looking at that game now and looking at the box score, the Steelers have a ton of talent on that team. That defense is disgusting. I mean, the playmakers on offense, if they have any other quarterback too, other than Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, they'd be a major, major threat to win the AFC. 
That Steelers defense is absolutely a problem. Nobody would tell you otherwise, and they proved it yesterday. They were disrupting Josh Allen all day. They made mincemeat of the offensive line. The offensive line, I think the grading on like the sites or whatever was like all 50s or below. So, yeah, their numbers just got crushed. Uh, you hate to see it. With that said, um, you know, I guess it's already a topic amongst fans, so we might as well tell you. Is it a cause for concern uh, with the 0-1, the offense looking a little stale, I guess? Maybe the offense looking a little pedestrian? Uh, the fourth and one play call definitely rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I mean, I was rubbed more wrongly by the fact that they mentioned it at the press conference today, the 2004 version of that play that worked. Like, what are you thinking about 2004 offense for? Those are basically two different languages, a 2021 NFL offense versus 2004. Um, so as far as cause for concern, just lead it off here from me. Yeah, um, I'm not completely concerned yet. Yeah, maybe – Josh Allen played a little bit above, you know, his ceiling last year, if that makes any sense. But even if we get something that's improved over 2019, I think with this defense, which really had the Steelers on the ropes there in the first half, uh, they'll, they'll be okay. They'll be okay. Yeah, I'm not overreacting too much after the first one, Maniac. I mean, cause for, cause for concern is if they go 0-2 and lose Miami or barely beat Miami, per se. I know you're all about hitting the red button next week. And you know what? Yeah, Why wouldn't we? No, I know. Of course, of course, bro. We want the win. But yeah, um, cause for concern is if they lose next week. But like I said, this is a very, very talented Steelers roster. I mean, I'm looking in this game and I'm trying to think of positives. Uh, I mean, after the, the blunder in special teams, the horrible offensive line play, the one positive that really comes to mind is the defense. I mean, they only gave up one touchdown at 200. Defense, defense was great yesterday, plain and simple. Uh, yeah. It took two you know, 10, 11, a 10 and 11 play drive for the Steelers to get field goals in that third quarter. And then, yeah, um, you give them short fields on that virtual turnover. Um, some guy named Ulysses Gilbert, the third returns a blocked punt for a touchdown. I mean, it was just a joke. It yeah. was, it was just very devastating the way that worked out because you're right. The defense did play very dominantly. And when you lose a game 23, 16, it's hard to reflect that in the scoreboard. Yeah. And many, I think the biggest thing for me, uh, has to be right now is the offensive line. I mean, that was an, they were atrocious, man. 19 pressures. And I think the scariest part of that is mainly uh, Pittsburgh wasn't blitzing. They were only bringing three to four. So that front is ferocious, though. And they got uh, Ingram, who was playing out of his mind yesterday. So you got Ingram, Watt, Hayward. It's going to be one of the best ones they face all sure. year. So, you know, maybe – running five wide and getting crushed by those four guys. You expect you're going to have a little bit more time. You expect your five man front's going to be able to hold up for a little bit, especially with a, you know, a back blocking or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was very devastating. Um, you were kind of hoping throughout the game. You were like, Oh, let's just eat this one out. Like, especially in the first, yep. you know, the third quarter, it just felt like if you score one touchdown, even if you score a field goal, if you go up 13, nothing or 13, three, you can kind of put them away just by being up two scores. But, yeah, they let them hang around. In the NFL, yeah. you pay the price for that more often than not. What would you think about Tommy Sweeney being active and not Zach Moss? Uh, I'm okay with it. The game plan is the game plan. I I, 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 I don't value Zach Moss so tremendously. Like, like a lot of people in Bill's Twitter online think he's, like, surefire going to be the starter getting 15-plus touches by the end of the year. I don't think you need that in today's NFL. But – no. A lot of people are already talking, like, do you need to kind of get the run game going to get the pass game, like, to where yeah. you want it to be? I don't know. I don't know. No, and a lot of people, including myself, thought, you know, Najee Harris on Pittsburgh was going to be a problem. He wasn't 
He had one big run. Yeah, I was very, really very, did. Very, what was it up the middle? Like nobody touched him. Yeah, eighteen yards. Yeah. I, I mean, to to hold the guy for sixteen for forty five, we got the job done. That was supposed to be the scary part. Was their run offense weren't wasn't really supposed to be scared of Big Ben, and Big Ben made some big throws in the second half. Yeah, I mean, if, 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 like you said, if you tell anybody that Big Ben had one hundred eighty eight yards, Najee Harris had forty five yards. Not only would they have guaranteed you the Bills were going to win that game, they would have told you about the spread big time. So, yeah. bottom line, the game swung out about four plays. Uh, you know, the fourth and one, the yep. blocked punt. And, yeah, that's how the NFL works. They have a show called Turning Point where it's literally just about one play a game. And, yeah, so when you have four or five, um, Bills didn't cause a turnover. I mean, yeah, all those things add up. Like, Stephon Diggs had nine receptions yesterday. That's crazy for a Bills receiver to have nine receptions. I know he did it a lot last year. But, like – nine catches and it didn't even feel like he had like an amazing game and that's not a knock on him that just speaks to what a core part of this offense is and how easily he produces but again that all taken into account very shocking and you know a little sad that they lost that game yesterday plain and simple now we got gm Smokey commenting here did you have any problem with the officials yesterday i mean it, it seemed like every questionable close call was going against the bills it didn't. It, the The refs didn't help yesterday, but like no. if you're if you're a great team, you you win yesterday for sure. If you're yeah. a great team, so yep. yeah, they didn't help. I think that I think that would be like a drought game. Like if it was the drought, I would be losing sleep over the fact all those holding calls, the fact that they. I mean this this team has proven, you know, and McDermott said it, and it's like buzzwords, so you can get like how pissy ever you want about it about a loss, but you know, winners, champions know how to turn pain into growth. So I'm sure there's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of pain in that locker room. But you heard Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer talking. It's a long season. You cannot like let you know a down 20 minutes like this affect yep. the fact that, especially for that unit, basically dominated for 40 minutes. So it'll be very interesting to see how they bounce back. It'll be very. I mean, if there's any opponent you can pick, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. But if there's any opponent you can pick for Josh Allen, it's Miami. 100. And his career against Miami has been phenomenal, and it. I think the thing, you know, looking at the rest of the season is everyone prior to the season, you marked Pittsburgh as a dub. So now you got to find somewhere in the next 16 games that you thought was a loss and mark that as a win. And it what really sucked last night too was to have what, you know, around 7.30-ish to see Kansas City pull off that dub. I wanted that loss so, so bad, especially after us taking that L. Would have been nice. Kevin Casey at 0-1, even though the Browns are expected to be better this year, would have been nice for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, what's I mean, right now, home field is, you know, once again, looking like it's going to go through KC unless you beat them week five. Was it week five? Yeah. So a big, big three games. You got to go 3-1 and one heading into KC. Got to go 3-1 and one heading into KC for sure. Um, and the fans are going to be a big part of that. We got Texans. We got uh, Washington football team in a couple weeks. And obviously, it was great to see them all yesterday, Al. It felt like there was a whole other event besides the Bills game. It was kind of like a reunion of society. So should we bring him in here? It's time. It's time. All right. There he is. Fresh. <laughs> fresh. It looks like he's been sleeping since Saturday. My goodness. Wow. Look, the it was tan's a rough looking, night, man. The, the tan's looking great. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. For someone that doesn't tan, I do appreciate it. Now, Pre-game is a little crazy. Uh, people are always, you know, people always see me and they're like, where's the general now? Where's the I mean, we were all at the game yesterday, but a lot of us doing our own things with our own groups, with our own, uh, you know, peoples for starting the game. How was your guys' tailgate experience? Any uh, craziness you guys run into that remind you like, wow, like we're back in a Bills game. We're back in a Bills tailgate. Definitely felt felt the aura of being back at a Bills game. 
And I'll tell you what, I felt that as soon as I hit Amelia and Miles strip, the light right off the 219. I, I told this to Al when I showed up at the tailgate. I was three minutes away from the stadium for almost an hour. And that's when I knew this is going to be a big season for the Bills. But, you know, it felt good to be back. I also saw a huge contrast in the Wings lot, which I'd been to previously. The back of there is like hell is on, like earth is on fire. It's like living hell. Like shit's going <laughs> crazy. And then over in the front where Al and I were stationed, you know, pretty civilized, some cornhole, fair amount of drinking still, but a lot more decency in the front of the Wings lot for sure. But we're back in business okay. no matter what happened. Yep, 3964 California Road, the Wings lot. Every Sunday is where you'll see me and hopefully GM Smokey very soon. So, like, all thanks for joining us there. But, like you said, the us. traffic was out of control, even on California right there. I've never yeah. seen traffic like that at 9, 930 in the morning. Right? Yeah. I mean, you were in the same, like you said, you were in the same area for 45 minutes. Yep, it was brutal. Once I turned on to California, there was a bit more speed towards Southwestern. Yep. Got over Southwestern, absolutely nothing, which was a surprise given how many people were in the wing slot. And then you hear halfway through the tailgate at the wing slot that Bills players are having trouble getting to the stadium. That was that was worrisome. That was worrisome. It, it was definitely worrisome. But you know, and then and then I'm hearing that the Steelers bus has an escort, but the Bills that are traveling together don't have an escort, or they're not traveling together at all. I don't know. Something seems wrong there. They ended up all getting there on game at four game time, and uh, we just weren't able to finish. Now, I know we're talking about a lot of the fan stuff here, but we got comments, and we got one from Don Keith here, a double first name. We got to respect it. Refs didn't help but cost us the game. Slick, do you think as, like, if if, they're, if you're the Bills at all, do you feel like that was that was that that result was kind of on the refs? Um, No, I don't, personally. I think there was two calls that really shouldn't have been called, both pass interferences, I believe. Um, the holding calls, no excuses. I mean – Offensive line's got to be better. Deion Dawkins included. I saw he he got one or two of them. And we've seen better out of him. And that might have been a reason playing into why we couldn't establish a run game. But I think anyone that blames either the refs or the offensive line entirely, football's a team game. You win and lose as a team. There's mo- way more aspects to the game than the call the ref makes in the heat yep. of the moment versus how well your offensive line hold up. And they didn't hold up very well. Let me tell you, it seems like every play Josh Allen was scrambling. I was very concerned about that early on. Yeah. But refs, you can't blame them. I think they called as fair a game as they could. Did it seem like it wasn't on our side? Yeah. But, you know, that's what we get going into our first home game of the season with the head of steam. Yeah, no doubt. And listen, I think a lot of those holding calls in the Bills were warranted. They were destroying yep. us. I get that. But there were times I thought Bills players were getting mugged yes. and taken to the ground. And there that was seemed to be the biggest issue with yeah. everybody. Was not that the Bills were getting called for it, but the Steelers weren't getting called for it. And there was like one on Harrison Phillips that he got double teamed on that a lot of people screenshot and a couple others. But that again, the complaining from Bills Mafia, in my opinion, wasn't so much that the calls were wrong, was that they were one-sided. Yeah. I mean, I, I see how you could see it that way. But ultimately, what did we have? Ten holding calls or something like that? There's something ridiculous. I don't know if it Six, was. Yeah, it was. It was. It, bad, felt, it felt like ten. It felt like ten. Now, with that said, with numbers getting jumbled, over under uh, ten ten drinks for Mister Mister L yesterday throughout the day. It was definitely over, man. I, I might have been wow. over by the time we made it to the stadium. I know Al and I lined up in the uh, 
I don't even know what that little building is there in the wing lot, but we took a motivational shot for the walk to the stadium. And uh, once we're in there, I couldn't help but find myself with a blue light in each hand by the time I got to my seat. So, Oh, and sl- and by the way, Maniac, I didn't tell you this yesterday, Slickel was fantastic handing out train wreck koozies to everyone in the wings lot and Bill's lot walking into the game. It was great. Yeah. Oh, it- and Slick, how funny is this? One of the girls you gave a koozie to sat next to my brother, recognized my hat, and showed the koozie. Awesome. Oh, like, that's, how crazy is that? That's like, right awesome. Next to us. That's awesome, too, because I think there was uh, two or three. Excuse my dog going nuts upstairs. There were two or three girls that I handed a koozie to where I didn't really have time to spit game. So I kind of just saw them with a drink in their hand, handed a koozie, and said, keep them cold, ladies, and was just on my way. Perfect. Yep. Sometimes all it takes is a few sweet words from Slick Al to truly make your Sunday win or loss. But, yeah, I mean, the Bills fans have been back. You could talk about it for hours. It was awesome. It was awesome seeing everybody fired up. To be honest, I don't think this loss is going to deter that fired up. We saw people lying in those lots when it was 2013 and no hope in sight. So I think with the fact that the odds, you know, division odds we didn't even talk to about, we'll get into a little bit as we talk about this weekend. Uh, Al, division odds down to minus 137 from minus 150. Uh, conference odds down to six and a half from five and a half. So not any like monstrous movement, all things considered, despite a Chiefs win and uh, and a Bills loss and a, I mean, and a Dolphins win. I mean, the way I look at it, you're just getting a better odds right now. I, I thought you saw my tweet. I thought this would be the last Sunday morning waking up and being able to get the Bills at 11 to one. I figured they'd be down to 950 or 10 to one. Now you have the Bills win the Super Bowl at 14 to one. I think that's even better odds to win the division now. You beat Miami. You're right back at what? Minus 175? Really? There's minus a pretty 100? strong chance, right? If you beat Miami, you're going to be in first place in the division. So this is it. Yeah, this is hopefully the last time you see odds this close to a pick for the Bills. Yeah, very interesting. By the way, I if, if you followed anything I did, I just got absolutely destroyed this weekend. I was on UB against Kansas. I was Or no, UB against Nebraska. I was on Kansas against Coastal Carolina, which actually pushed, by the way, I checked. I locked it in a tweet at 26 and a half, but I had 27. I'm not, I'm not bailing. I didn't, I didn't say it on the tweet. I didn't do it for the tweet clout. So why would I say it now? Uh, And then I, uh, yesterday, what did I have? Oh, Djokovic done. Straight sets, by the way, straight sets. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Because that semifinal game was electric. I predicted straight sets. I, if I, if I had any brain i would have gone and locked in final score set wise three nothing yeah and maniac i told you i i i sent you a picture of my parlay i was just like i said devastated about that browns loss that was a game they weren't supposed to win i get that dub and then you flip with the steelers winning too yeah yeah that's that's just crushing how did that parlay go for you al that you showed me at the tailgate i think you had browns on the spread not the money line in that parlay or i could be wrong l okay I had, I had, uh, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, to start off the parlay, Bills minus two and a half. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Shit. Good night, <laughs> yeah I didn't think about that. It sucks. How loud was the stadium on that first kickoff return? Can we take a second? When oh, it looked, my. it really did look like he was going to go the distance for a minute there. Oh, it was unbelievable. I, from my season 242, I saw that he had a lane coming in, and then, yeah, the yep. cutback, everything. It was, it, that, that stadium was rocking. That stadium absolutely. was absolutely rocking. Absolutely. Yeah, but just, and, then th- and then three plays, nothing. Three plays, nothing. No, it was bad for me. The offensive game plan was bad. The Steelers shut him down yeah. on off the first half last year when yep. they played. And they yep. shut him down in the first half this year when they played. So be a work in progress. But 
tell you what's not a work in progress. Conor McGregor going after uh, MG. What would you think? What would you think, Slick? You know, I've tried so hard to defend Conor up until this point. And it was really damn hard after that post-fight interview in the Octagon where Joe Rogan was sitting next to him like a toddler in timeout. But, man, like, as a professional fighter, you're trained to kill the untrained. And to even think for a second, I know Connor's a hothead, to even think for a second that MGK, with, like, whatever he said, is going to make that big of an impact, I don't know, man. It's very unprofessional to me. I think it's pathetic. Personally, I was saying in the group chat today, not the biggest fan of MGK. I like his, some of his music, but for Conor to get mad about that, it's ridiculous. And then he gets interviewed afterwards and says, I only fight real fighters. Well, can we all think back to when he was caught in a bar in Ireland, Ireland sucker punching an old man in the face because he wouldn't wow. like, take a shot with him or something? Here As comes Slack. I mean, he's right. Yeah. I, like, Conor, stay out of the BS. We want to see you back in the octagon, and we want to see you back in the octagon winning. Slick, I think he's done. He's definitely he's done. Too. He's looking for his next big draw, which is an entertainment I, guy I like think, MGK. I think if he does take one more fight in the octagon, he doesn't win it, and then he goes to boxing and maybe has an unsuccessful career, and who knows, maybe gets knocked out by Jake Paul. Oh, stop. Hey, Slick. we'll see. It would sell. It would sell. No, I, hey, I'll tell you what, though. Um, Jake Paul Woodley, you know, boring fight. But we got after this boxing this weekend, we had all these guys calling out Jake Paul. I'd love to see Anderson Silva or Vitor Belfort get in the ring with him and whoop that kid's ass, to be yeah. honest. Very fair take. Very fair take. Well, hey, we don't want to whoop your ass, Slick, but you got to get out of here. We got to move it along here. Uh, any, uh, what, what are you targeting this weekend coming up besides Rec Room on Sunday? This weekend, we got a big fight night. Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. I'm looking at, I'm leaning Ryan Spann right now on the dog aspect. It's like a plus 145. Uh, good light heavyweight matchup. I'm looking forward to it. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, Slick. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you, boys, for having me. Stay slick. Stay slick. Good night now. Love to see it, Al. Love to see it. And one of the other things we love to see, I mean, obviously the Patriots and, and uh, Dolphins played, so a team was bound to get a loss there. But got to love two other teams in the division losing, and that's a great segue for our next guest. Let's get him in here. Rob Bryan, the man who had two – his team – his two football teams both went on the road – had 0-0 first quarters, and then got dominated in the second quarter and were never able to come back. Rob, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I, I, didn't, I don't expect results this year for the Jets. It's all about development, so I don't care about the record. They can lose. They can go 0-16 as long as I see some development within Zach Wilson. I'm tired of seeing quarterback after quarterback, but I don't care about record this year. And the Bulls, uh, that was just a little rough last week. Okay. Okay. Well, Al, I don't know about you, but it seems like everybody on Twitter was all gaga about Mac Jones today. Were you seeing that? Was not seeing much, honestly. Okay. No. I know. I know you were. I know you're. You were focused in for that green flag. But Rob, is Jets media saying the same thing about Zach Wilson after his performance yesterday? Is his numbers don't look too terrible considering he got sacked six times? He's running for his life. Yeah, it was most most from the New York beat reporters. Where most of it was about how he was just trying to run for his life, but. And he, his first half was rough, but his second half he settled in and made some good passes while still being under heat the whole game. Yeah, it was literally a lot of his life. So with that said, 
New York Jets. We were talking about the over-under before the season. What was it, Al? Four and a half, five? Five, five and a half, yeah. Rob, what are we doing? Th- I mean, are we thinking that under was a lock now that we've seen we've won? On. Yeah, I was going for more of the sixth win before the season, but I kind of thought the O-line would be a little better. But after yesterday, I don't see them getting more than four or five. Okay. Okay. Fair. I mean, Rob, but like you said, though, this is a development season. You're not expecting that much. You want to see good play from Zach Wilson. And yeah, I just usually the, the what? The top three, four, five worst teams in the NFL have that three, what, two, three, four wins. Then that's where you expect the Jets to be this year. I can't, I don't yeah. even think they get more than four. Best thing that yeah. could happen for you this year is for them to be yeah. five or below and have Wilson look awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I care less. Next year, we have so many more draft picks. It's all about development. Even if we do get three or four wins, that's still possibly a top five pick, and that will help either the defense or the O-line, and that's what we need help with. So I could care less this week, uh, this year. Speaking of needing help, I mean, it's not a stretch of words, Al, to say that everyone basically on UB needed help this past Saturday. I mean, it was a great start to the game, 0-0. It felt like, you know, maybe they had Nebraska off balance, but – couldn't ultimately get it done uh, on the road against the Cornhuskers. Rob, what were you uh, What were you thinking when we were watching that game? Frustrating? Yeah, it was definitely frustrating just because we were seeing the old habits of just running the ball no matter what the score was, no matter what the situation was. That's what we saw a lot under Lance, and I was hoping possibly maybe we'd get more of the passing game with under Mo. But as of right now, it it just didn't look like a good a good game plan on either side of the ball for last week. Oh, yeah, Rob. I mean, there were, what, a bunch of what? Third and five through third and eight, so they're just run, running the pound in the rock. Yeah, like on the road against a Big Ten team. It felt like it felt like we were playing Bowling Green or Ball State, not Nebraska on the road. I mean, I get the confidence and running in the game ball is what you do, but I mean, it almost seems like you know you always talk about running to set up the play action. When you're UB, it's almost like you have to pass to set up that run game because you got to get those guys off the line. You got to get those DBs, uh, you know, off the off the line of scrimmage there. So it was very frustrating. Again, Rob, I'm sure you were frustrated just knowing uh, how you get bite. I, I thought the game plan was a little bland. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, I get it. Nebraska only had a couple big plays basically over the first 35, 40 minutes, but yeah, but that it. made me, that made it all the more frustrating because it really felt like the game was there for UB. The the Adrianometer, <laughs> the Adri- Adrianometer was terrible. <laughs> the it was absolutely my nightmare. <laughs> Especially after that run that he got it over with. And I'm like, oh, no, he only needed 55, and he got like 70. Here we yep. go. The Adrian Monitor is coming out. Now, Rob, oh, you're nice. you're still going to be at special events this uh, this Saturday? I will indeed be at special events this Saturday. Okay, because I was surprised because oh, it sounded like you made a, the trip in or whatever. But let's, uh, let's hunker down. Obviously, Bulls fans not feeling too optimistic after this past weekend. What are you thinking, though? I know you and your heart of hearts think there's a way that the Bulls could upset Coastal Carolina. I want to hear how it gets done. So I'm going with the same mentality I said how they beat Nebraska. If they play a clean game on both sides of the ball, I think they have a good shot of winning. They didn't do that last week, and if they don't do that this week, they'll get even more blown out than they did last week. Okay. Very fair. Very fair. What time are you going to be at special events? Oh man, um, I don't know. It's twelve noon clock game. Oh man, I got to be there seven eight o'clock maybe. I don't know. I, Rob, I was thinking the same thing, and unfortunately, our guy Joe Foti, he texted me yesterday while I was at the tailgate. He cannot make it. Oh He's a, my god! Listen, listen, you guys are gonna be shocked. He's a Steelers fan. 
and he will be at the Pittsburgh Steelers home opener next weekend is the reason why he can't be at this game. He's going Saturday. Um, he just goes, here's the recipe. Fill bucket halfway with ice. Pour gin to oh, ice level. We can't give that away. We can't give that away. But it's good to know that you have the recipe. Yes, yeah. it is. It's very comforting that we'll be able to continue on despite his absence. Yes. So I'll have that. I, I have to. I got to have it ready to go for this Saturday. We might we might have to have some tailgate talk at uh, at Bulls Carolina. Some coverage back to and, the old days. And right let's now, let's go UB. Saturday, eighty-one and sunny. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. I'm sorry. I mean, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait. Literally, no better place to be. Special event slot that at what? Like, I mean, we're gonna be getting there at eight. I'd say it's gonna be peaking at nine thirty to ten. Sounds about right. Eight fifteen. It's not gonna be peaking at eight fifteen, <laughs> but that is when the diehards will get there because that's yep. what UB fans do. They die hard. We're passionate about Buffalo football. That's why you can have two tough losses. No you're doubt. gonna come back with a vengeance. Rob Ryan, thank you very much. Any any other uh, shout outs? So we got you on here. Um, let's go Islanders soon and big oh big gosh, Subway Jesus. series and good night now. Rob, very real quick, fair. real quick. You you said you got a crew coming Saturday though, right? Great crowd. Of I do have a crew. Yes, I've I've probably about right now. I think it's about six or seven, but I could probably get it up higher. If I find double people. digits, double digits for Saturday. Double digits. Double digits. Right. Eight a.m. Let's go. Rob. Thanks, man. All right, peace Love out. See it later, Robbie. Right now. I'm fired up. I, I know yeah. that that the end of the beginning of the show, even talking about 28-6 was a little bit tough, but you're already thinking about Rec Room. You're already thinking about special events. I mean, this is going to be an awesome Buffalo weekend. I know it's Monday, and I know it's Monday after a double loss, an LL uh, not cool play, but I'm fired yeah. up. I'm fired Dude, up. It, it's Craig Ravay's birthday. It is Craig Ravay's birthday. Uh, <laughs> everything, you know, you wake up this morning, Al, and you're like, the UB Bulls played, uh, they dropped an egg on the road at Nebraska. The Bills lost the game that they probably win 90 plus percent of the time. The Sabres are in the back of your mind. And the Sabres are, 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 are not are not even in the back of your mind. Nowhere to be found in, the, in your mind. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they release some jersey numbers. Bro, I, I'm telling you right now, one of the fa- my favorite things about Twitter is reading replies to the Sabres account. It is bad. It and is people, brutal. People are saying, who are these guys? <laughs> and, and, and the problem is for the Sabres over the last like five, two years, especially the last three to five years, they've made it very easy on those who want to pick on them, on the trolls. Uh, yep. But we don't have a troll here. We have a diehard. Speaking of diehards, we were talking about big fans. And I know that when he saw that number 30 on Dell, he was not too pleased. So let's get him in here. Dwayne Omania, live and in person. Welcome to the show, bud. For degenerate Al and maniac in attendance, and the millions watching on Sabres Twitter, uh, let's get ready for Sabres hockey! <laughs> you guys get all that? Yeah, all got that? it. Got it. <laughs> what are we, uh, a month away? The car. Huh? Yeah, right, we're, 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 we're getting pretty close. Uh, prospects re- report uh, Wednesday uh, in two days, and um, I think the following week is when you get the actual active rostered uh, full-time players reporting. Uh, they have the prospects game on Friday, which I, me and producer Tugel, Mike, we will be in attendance for that, probably with like eight other people. 
and uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm excited. You know, there's not a lot to be excited about, but uh, I guess if you're trying to find signs, uh, you know, you got some kids like you know Jack Quinn and R2 Rustolainen who will be uh, playing and JJ Paterka. No, uh, you, know, you got Ukapeka Lukanen, but uh, I'm disappointed in some of the names that were missing on that list. With that said, I mean, now that you've seen the list and we saw the roster of uh, the Sabres posted today for uh, the Prospects Challenge, who would you like to see on there that's not on there? Uh, well, I, I didn't expect to see Owen Power because he actually, you know, he hasn't actually signed a contract with the team yet. And obviously he's playing with Michigan, but in the same, in the same scenario as Power is Eric Fortillo. Uh, I have a lot of high hopes for him. Michi- starting goalie for Michigan this season. Um, really excited to see him possibly play against professionals. But again, you know, their obligation first and foremost is the Michigan right now. They're getting, getting geared up for a national championship run, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, to watch this season. I know we have some stock in that here at Trainwreck Sports, um, hoping to possibly be in Ann Arbor for a game or two this season uh, with some inside access. That would be very cool. That would be very cool. And inside access, I mean, we're going to have a press access for the Sabres, so there's no limit. I mean, let's get let's get Darlene for some uh, for some night out content. Let's get Middlestat playing some moves. <laughs> this train never stops as far as the Sabres are concerned, baby. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. And obviously we mentioned before that numbers drop uh, today. You know, yeah, I wasn't happy to see 30 get taken by Aaron Dell. Dude, you're getting Dell. You know, anybody who remembers those commercials. Um, yes. Yeah, and all that. <laughs> but um, you know what? He's maybe going to play 15 to 20 games this season unless he really, really impresses Kevin Adams or any of us. You know, I don't expect him to be on this team next year. And, I mean, that all but tells us that they don't plan on retiring his, uh, Ryan Miller's number this year. And, you know, I don't know, too, a big part of that is it was announced two weeks ago that he is one of the assistant coaches for Team USA at the Winter Olympics this year. Uh, I imagine that's going to take up a ton of his time, uh, you know, picking a roster, you know, you know, just kind of as a first-time coach preparing for all that. So I'd imagine that maybe the guy just couldn't really commit to a game where he w- w- would want to, would you know, have you know, be in Buffalo for where they could do it. I would, I would imagine he would probably want to do it when Anaheim is in town because he spent a lot of his uh, the end of his career there. A lot of you know you know is and uh, you know the last what five six seasons in Anaheim. So uh, I'd imagine he'd probably want to do it just like Hashik did it when Detroit was in Buffalo when they retired his number. I'd imagine he'd probably want to do it when Anaheim was here, which I mean maybe he just couldn't commit to that. Anaheim comes to Buffalo December seventh. That's going to be a big one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Al, so, Al of course, has that Sabres schedule memorized. I, I, Dwayne, I just can't even imagine how much your blood pressure went up when you saw number thirty on those giveaways. I know you're playing it cool right now that you've had like seven hours to relax, but yeah, it's almost like the Sabres I, do it to themselves. It's like the Bills were at it's like playing Jeopardy, and the Bills and the Sabres were at zero dollars, and the UB Bulls were at negative a thousand, and the Bills were at negative a thousand. They yep. could have just not answered any questions. They could have not answered any questions in one, but instead they tried to answer one and they got minus twenty five hundred. Yeah, you know what? You know, it's it's no secret you're gonna have full seats this year. Um, for the first time in a long time, I will not be a season ticket holder, which I I know breaking. I uh, I told my father I, I don't plan on 
giving any more for season tickets this year. So if he wants to continue with it, that's fine with him. But I am not contributing a cent to season tickets this year. So I'm pretty sure he didn't renew them. I, uh, I I just I can't sit through another tank here. I can't do it. Um, I can't sit around fans that are booing their own team. Um, I want to be able to, tr- to to cheer for the youth for this team, you know, and 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 cheer them on. Not hope, you know, take for Shane Wright. You know, I'm not I, I'm not on that boat this time around, man. Like I want I, I I can't do it again. You know, we saw how badly it, this ended with Jack Eichel. You know where it's heading, and I don't want to put myself through that. But with that being said, you think that this this organization would take advantage of at least one game out of 41 where you can almost guarantee you'll sell out. Um, yeah, this is amazing. I mean, I, I gotta say, I'm my first thing on this, and it's completely selfish, but I'm glad that finally, after the fourth or fifth time you came on Trainwreck tonight, you finally gave us some breaking news. Sheesh, yeah, yeah, breaking news. I, uh, we're, we're, we're you're still gonna get to a oh, over, over under five and a half games for you this oh, year. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna go to 10 games, but I'm probably gonna spend 100 out. I'm probably going to spend $100 total on tickets because they'll be going, you know, the, the service fees will cost more than the tickets. So, dude, you got, you cool. got, you got that's 13 cool. million in Sabres bucks, dude. You got to use those. <laughs> right. You know, uh, sorry, 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 we're trading Jack Eichel. Sorry about the disconnect. Here's $50 extra in Sabres bucks. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, I'll go to, I'll go to games this year. hundred percent. I, uh, you know, it's just sad that, again, they had a chance to sell out a game, you know, if they announced they were retiring Ryan's number, and they didn't take advantage of that. And this is a season where they're, you know, they're going to really, really struggle, except for maybe a small handful of games where you're you're going to see a lot of empty seats in that arena. library. It just sucks with it, too, being generous last year. That's what sucks. I mean, yeah, it, big, it does. Yeah. It does. Again, again, they haven't said anything in in regards to we will or won't retire his number. Now, remember, you know when you know when when they retired Phil Esposito's number in uh, in Boston. Uh, Ray Bork was wearing number seven, his number, and he met him at the blue line, and uh, you know gave him the jersey off his back, and he was already wearing the number seventy-seven. So, uh, is it a possibility? They do it? Yeah, sure. Why not? But I mean. I'm not again. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lose. Whoa! My mind are over you it. suggesting that the Sabers could potentially turn a gigantic wrong into a right? It can't be. I, you think they? You hope they would. You hope they do, man. I uh, again. I'm not. I am not gonna sit here and hold my breath and you know just hope and pray that they they, they fix this wrong. But you know I can't. It's the Pagulas. It's 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 Kim Pagula like. She probably wasn't even thinking about the possibility of retiring Ryan Miller's number coming into the season. She's too focused on, on her daughter's tennis career and uh, whatever's going on with the Bills. So Wow, now this is going to get tricky because you got some Jesse supporters in the building, bro. You yeah, better be right careful. Here, right here. That's number fantastic. one. Number one yeah, right fantastic. here. You, you, I never said that's athlete number one, Dwayne. If you had a child, that's you would fantastic. know. That's athlete. That's team number one. You okay, I got two questions for you. I got two questions for you, okay. but most importantly, most importantly, one, prediction for the Bills this Sunday against Miami. Oh, my God. Redemption for Josh Allen. He's going to absolutely torch that torch that, uh, that Miami defense. I, I, I truly believe it. I, I expect nothing. 
I expect nothing less than three touchdowns through the air. I want to ground from Josh Allen on Sunday. Um, okay. I, uh, I can't, I can't, I, I, I can't fathom them not coming out just pissed off with the way things went against the Steelers. I expect hopefully a better game from Brian Dable, you know, offensive play calling, because that was atrocious. Did you guys, I don't know if you guys got the same feel as I did. I was actually sitting in GD, uh, Greg Day's basement for this game. The, uh, <laughs> The feels of that Bills-Houston playoff loss, the play calling, I got a lot yeah, of those feels I agree. of this game. You know, well, just, just like if in the second half you mean worthless, yes. It was worthless yeah. in the second half. Just like Houston, it completely, the offense completely half, went away. Conservative in the first half, just not really going with what was your bread and butter the year before, taking the ball out of Josh Allen's hands on fourth, third and fourth and one, and just – you know, and then come in, you, you know, trying to reinvent the wheel, I guess, in the second half in the same situations. It's just, you know, if there's anything Brady and Bilicek taught us and they're two decades together, is if you orchestrate the QB sneak well enough on third or fourth and one, you will convert it 95% of the time. And that trick play you did, that backwards lateral, that's something you do when you're playing with swagger, when you're playing with cockiness. Like, you know what? Stop this because you haven't been able to stop anything else. That, that's what you do when, when you're playing with confidence and you know your identity within that game. And that goes with any sport. You know, when, when you're playing with swagger and confidence, you, you try and do things that you normally wouldn't because you have that confidence. But the Bills didn't know you didn't really have an identity in that game at all, throughout the game at all, except on defense. And you're trying to play – you know, throw trick plays uh, on fourth and one, you know, in a, in a very crucial, crucial fourth and one. In my opinion, that was a big turning point in that game. I just don't, I don't oh, understand it. No doubt about Brian it. Dable. They go from, they go from 65% to win or whatnot to uh, basically behind on the scoreboard. Duano, thank you for joining us. Looking forward to all of that preseason coverage for the Sabres. Any last second shout outs? Uh, just, you know, just keep an eye out at two goalies, one Mike. This, uh, next couple coming weeks, we're gonna do a lot of player profile stuff, uh, on some names you're not too familiar with. Uh, um, I know, uh, Nick Leanna has wrote up, wrote up a pretty good, uh, article on Poltapoff. Just, uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, just, we got a lot of stuff cooking. Um, and, uh, I can't wait. I cannot wait for this season, you know, just for strictly for, the content that we'll be coming out with, and maybe, like I said, trips to Ann Arbor to see two very highly touted Buffalo prospects over there uh, with the Michigan Wolverines. Awesome. Thank you very much, Dwayne. Good night now, Dwayne. Good night now. Picasso's tonight. Order online at picassospizza.net. Uh, well, Picasso's the only thing that can make me feel better after a loss like that. Yeah. Make sure you get the best deals yep. on the best pizza yeah. at picassospizza.net. We got Monday Night Football, though, Al. Uh, on the horizon here, obviously, we are Monday night here reacting to a Bills loss, a Bulls loss, and the Sabres on the fringe of beginning. So it's just about... Is this the is this the rock bottom uh, for what's about to be a great fallout spin zone? Stop it! Stop it! I'm focused on like, I'm focused on Monday Night Football, like you said. 
Get Ravens, the winner. Ravens in Vegas. Uh, the spread has dropped. It has. I don't know whether it's Sharps, money. You got the Ravens minus three and a half. The total at 50.5. You got a banged up Ravens team. Going to Vegas for the first game. Look at what happened yesterday. You had the freaking Packers lose by 35. Dogs were barking, by the way, yesterday. Yes. Dogs were barking big time. You had the Titans get demolished at home. So the crazier storyline to me here in this game, uh, as we wind things down here on Train Act Tight 215, the inactives for the Raiders. You got Buffalo Ahoy here. You got Richie Incognito inactive. You got third-round pick Malcolm Coots inactive, so you don't like to see that. Hopefully, no. maybe it's just something that flared up. And then, of course, number three, Nathan Peterman inactive. So three former Buffalo-based guys uh, yep. sitting this Monday Night Football out, unfortunately. Who do you like in this one? Uh, I like the more disciplined, better coached team, I would assume, which is the Ravens. Okay. Okay. But I understand I mean, why the Raiders are so exciting. But the Raiders I'm, just I, yeah. the Raiders, haven't you seen like how they've been like cutting like their draft picks? And it's like they pick they they traded for a guy and like sent a sixth round pick and then like dropped him like a couple days later. It just seems yeah. like they have no clue what they're doing. And there was never any sign that John Gruden really knew what he was doing in the modern NFL. And he kind of yeah. I think he took the Raiders for a ride. And maybe they win tonight, but it just feels like they're they're out of it. And that's what yeah, that's why I'm staying away from the side. Um I'm not touching the Ravens. I'm not touching the Raiders. I'm taking the under. Uh, I'm taking the under 51. And then, Maniac, I wanted to ask you about my parlay. I still feel great about the Bills. I feel yeah. I'm down great. to talk about anyone else's parlay. I'm, I am I am still <laughs> loving the Bills. I love the Chiefs. That's free money. How do you feel about the North, honestly? Well, now it's, I mean, the AFC? Yes. I think that you're getting a great price on uh, the Browns. Probably probably getting as good a price as you get all year. God, the mean, Steelers dude, won. Dude, if they beat the Chiefs, oh, that would have felt so good. Of course. Yeah, no, so no I like the Browns to win the AFC North still. I think they got a really good team. I do too. I do too. So to play that good at, on the road at Kansas City week one, that crowd's fired up. That was that was I mean, again, you gotta you gotta go back yep. out and do it for sixteen more weeks, but Yep. Maniac, big week. What's on the agenda for you? You know, you got a lot going on. Bigger than well, so we got what's trainer watching Wednesday. Uh, yep. We are going to be filming some wing reviews season four probably uh, throughout the week. We'll likely have some footage from Wing Fest coming out on Friday. We'll also have some footage from yesterday that we didn't get to post because we did so much pregame. Uh, probably in some kind of video, uh, maybe as like kind of like a pre-show to the cap or something. We'll put like a five ten minute before uh, when fans are in a little bit better mood to see. Uh, happiness from yesterday which they aren't really today um but besides that uh then yeah it's really just prepping for this weekend for me i'm pretty sure getting ready for a special event slot saturday morning and then getting ready for rec room on uh sunday very excited to get back to rec room missed being there last year we got the rec room game uh this was was the last game bills patriots yeah i believe so wow well for 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 us Ty B and Supreme did Houston uh, playoff game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Definitely, yep. definitely. Well, hey, very exciting stuff, though. I mean, again, we spent a whole month getting excited. So, needless to say, two L's are not going to take us out of it, Al. No. Hell no. It's the way I look at it. Like I said, we were way, in my opinion, a little too cocky as a fan base going into yesterday. We were. We were. We were six and a half point favorites, and every person I talked to, whether they were sober two weeks before the game or five beers deep at the Cali lot, a little arrogant, a little cocky. That's what it comes down to. That's it. 
The, the, the Steelers were a very talented roster. And it goes to show you, too, I put way too much stock in home field advantage. I thought just because we were home almost, how do we lose that game to Big Ben at quarterback? And they did. They lost 23-16. But I'm not overreacting. I'm not worried. We're going to go into Miami, and we are covering that three and a half. And we are going to get to 500, and we are going to yes. get back atop the division. And we're all the way down in the basement right now at open yep. one. But don't stay in the basement unless you're having a great night watching some Netflix or something, listening to Train Rock Sports. Make sure you're following SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitch, everything all uh, above IG, Apple Pods, Spotify. We're yes. all there, Al. We're all there all season. Hell yeah. I mean, you saw Andrew King driving from Buffalo to Florida last week. What's he tuning into? Train wreck tonight, 214. Let's go, folks. It's been a great ride. It's about to be a great week. Enjoy everything. Remember you're beautiful, and the winds are coming, hopefully on the horizon this weekend. And make sure with Monday Night Football on the horizon, you have a good night, night. now. now.